Yay! Welcome to episode one of our podcast, Wed Talks. I'm Jess. I'm Mike. And I'm Evan. And together we are Jess Sinatra Photography and Video. <laughs> and Video. Don't forget Video. Today we're going to uh, talk a little bit about ourselves because it's the start of a new podcast series. So of course we want to talk about ourselves. And then uh, we're actually going to interview my sister and brother-in-law, uh, who we uh, just shot their wedding a two, few a few years ago. A few years ago, and we'll get insight on their experience uh, from start to to finish, and that'll be a great interview. So I'm Jess, owner and lead photographer of Jess Sinatra Photography. I love dogs, the color yellow, Norwals, and I was strong-armed into this business by my husband and videographer, Evan Perry. But you love it. I do love it. I am addicted to weddings. (laughs) We are based out of New England, the greater Boston area. However, we will travel. So my name is Evan. And I've been a videographer for going on a decade now. I went actually went to school for film and video. So he's been saying a decade for the last three years. So <laughs> it's actually a decade this year. It's official 2020 because I got started in 2010, and that's actually how Mike and I met because our first job out of college was this small production company, and I was one of the first hires, and Mike was not far after, maybe (laughs) number three or four. Yeah, it was shortly after that, uh, 2011, it was when I, late 2011, I think, is when I started. Um, I also went to college for film and video, so we're like super professional in that sense. Um, Eventually that time in our careers passed, and then we linked up. Uh, a couple years ago to start doing weddings on our own and thus the and then trio I, was formed i came along <laughs> <laughs> i did not go to school for this um i went to school to be a vet tech and i was a vet tech for i don't even know how long <laughs> too many years to count um but as amazing of a career as that was, it was not creative and as fun as this. Well, you've always been a hobbyist when it comes to photography, so you've always had a foot in the door. And yeah, I did I did a couple weddings back in New York and really liked it, but leaving a career that you went to school from and have been doing for gosh knows how long is really hard. Until you meet Evan, and he basically is like, let's do this. <laughs> and you did it, and you're so good at it. And we did it, and here we are. So you said New York. You're originally from Buffalo. Buffalo. Bills. Go Bills. Mm. Go Sabres. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have forgiven her about this, so 
everybody listening can too. Nobody's thrown me through a table yet. <laughs> it will happen. Yeah, I mean, there, it sounds fun. Though. There was a group of groomsmen who came pretty close to like just throwing me through a table <laughs> at one wedding. Yeah, we uh, pick and choose who we tell uh, <laughs> that you're from Buffalo for that very reason. Yes, I do appreciate all of my couples that text me when there is a Bills game on and the Bills are losing <laughs> to say how sorry they are. Um, it actually makes the loss a lot more palatable. I yes. Guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but times are changing. So yeah. Goodbye, Tom Brady. Yeah. It's <laughs> sad times over here for us Patriots fans. Here comes um, Buffalo. It's a, a change in the guard. And the Sabres are the Sabres, so you can't really... Nobody hates the Sabres the way that they hate the Bills for some reason. <laughs> it's just they are who they are. Yeah, the Sabres are the epitome of mediocrity. And okay. So <laughs> nobody can hate mediocrity, right? So the the Bills made two Super Bowls. Didn't they make four? Uh, yeah, they lost four in a row. Yeah, they made four Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You know, my revisionist history sounded way better than reality. <laughs> Jess and Evan are probably bigger hockey fans than anything else. Evan plays hockey. I do. He's Men's a... league. <laughs> yeah. He's a goalie. Yes, I'm a goalie. I'm very good at saving. Yeah, we... Jess is good at spending. Tooting his own horn. <laughs> I am very good at spending. <laughs> Don't... Especially on Amazon. Yes, exactly. And Mike is our best friend. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I just moved within a mile of their house. So now... It's a half mile. Yeah. I said within a mile, so it makes me feel better. To be further? <laughs> to be sl- <laughs> <laughs> so now we hang out all the time. We can go to all the weddings together. Um, carpool. Yeah. Carpool. Um so we, with this job, we work from home a lot, aside from when we actually go shoot the weddings, obviously. So um, I do a lot of the editing of the video. So having them be a little bit closer now allows me allows to, to just to bother me a little bit more. <laughs> Make more creative um, decisions. <laughs> but, you know, we can actually have co-working time. Yes. Rather than just being isolated. It's very nice to have Mike over and editing with me as opposed to me befriending a spider and <laughs> talking to him <laughs> while editing throughout the whole day. Evan has a day job that he goes to to support my spending habit. <laughs> well, I mean, we're trying to save up for a studio. Yes. And there's no way to do that. Uh, totally on the weddings alone. So especially considering we just started the business on our own last year, we've been working for other people for years, but the day job's great. I actually really enjoy it. I cannot describe what it is. (laughs) Nobody really understands, but it's a lot of fun and it's challenging. And um, it does take me away from you during the day, Mm -hmm. but I think you don't mind (laughs) <laughs> I, I definitely it makes the return home that much sweeter i am a person who does value my alone time so <laughs> yes i think it's a, a val- alone time is important and i do value mine it, but i love you 
Yeah. Absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder, <laughs> is what they say. The idea behind this podcast and the reason we wanted to start it was to really go and and lend our expertise uh, to couples and really interview couples and talk to them about the different stages of planning a wedding before you get engaged, when you get engaged, during the planning process, closer to the wedding, after the wedding, and really get into those details because everybody's journey is very different and they go through similar challenges though and it might it i think it's very cool to to kind of explore these similar challenges and see how they maybe you can get ahead of your own challenges if you know about what other people are going through or maybe you're feeling something and somebody else also has those same feelings so you don't feel as alone in that i i want people to listen and even if they take away one you know tidbit from another couple's experience to help them with their wedding planning some people really love the process and then other people get extremely overwhelmed and hate every minute of it and end up you know just more stressed out than than if they hadn't even started planning to begin with. And so I think it's important for people to enjoy the process. This is supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be liking this. It's not supposed to be stressful. So if you can, you know, take a tidbit away from something else that somebody else did that helped them, then that's good. Wedding planning has become so, like, crowdsourced recently. Everyone's always looking to Facebook groups and seeing what other people are doing on Instagram, on Pinterest, etc. Um, so I think this podcast is a good way to get real life, you know, information from our couples before and after the weddings. So it's not just some stranger you see on the internet who might be not really saying what yeah, it's really not, happened. I mean, Instagram is great, but everybody knows that Instagram is like, fake you know and, yeah. and pinterest is great but then there's like the diy is it diy or diy diy <laughs> side of pinterest or there's like the heavily styled million dollar weddings on pinterest right. so everything's kinda, so curated on there yeah this kind of falls in between it's like this is real these are real experiences couples real weddings you know not something that's fake and overdone well i would say that we're almost like filling in the gaps between what would be a very commercial experience on the knot or other websites and and these very very informal facebook groups where you have so many ideas and opinions you can't even you don't even know what right. to listen to Whereas the knot is very curated, very geared toward making you spend more money. The knot is just not real to me. You're not judged off of the quality of your work or your creativity. You're judged off of how much money you give <laughs> to the knot. And right. I don't I don't like that. I want couples that we're connecting with and having fun with and that we mesh well with. Um, kind of laid back like we are trust us are just going to have fun um 
you know, and, and we can just have a good day with because we're going to be with you so often, you know, before the whole wedding, then the whole day of the wedding. And if we don't mesh well, it just makes everything uncomfortable. So <laughs> I want to enjoy the day. I want you guys to enjoy the day. So we just need to make sure that we're just hanging and, out with friends. And I would say that even if you're not as laid back as us, which is, we're pretty laid back, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to be as laid back as us. Uh, even if you're if you're stressing a little bit, I feel like we do have a positive influence on our couples and that they can uh, be stressed out. And it's fine. It's fine to feel stress, especially around your wedding day, because it's a major commitment. It's it's in the next life step. Ton of planning gone into the day. Exactly. You want everything to go perfectly. And we're going to do our best to make sure that everything does go perfectly, but we're also going to be there for you if it something doesn't go exactly as planned. So Yeah, there's always some little thing that goes wrong and the difference is like do you dwell on that little thing or do you just let it go and the the if you let it go, you're going to have a great time. Let it go. No. Let it go. Don't. No, don't. <laughs> and now we're going to talk to Becca and Russell, my sister and brother-in-law. They got married in Utah and Lowell in uh, 2017, November. It was a very cold day. <laughs> yes. Yes. And we're going to talk you. about their wedding. <laughs> and any little background noise that you hear is probably Norbert chewing on bones, bringing us his hedgehog, or drinking from his water dish. <laughs> Just yeah. ignore that. Norbert enjoys being part of the podcast, and we will have him. <laughs> So we just are going to kind of talk about your guys' process, uh, questions that we have that, I mean, everybody's a little bit different, so I'd just like to kind of know what you guys went through. Um, I guess kind of our, our first question was really how quickly after getting engaged did you begin the whole wedding process? What was like the first thing that you guys did after getting engaged? I don't think we started planning right away because it was like we got engaged at the end of November. Mm-hmm. So holidays happened and we were just having a good time. Right. And I think we were just casually talking about when we, what time of year we would like to do it. Yeah. I think we had originally talked about doing like a, um, like a summer wedding. And then as we were talking about dates, we quickly realized that that's probably wasn't going to be feasible unless we waited a year and like a year and a half. And why um, was that? Just because venues or it was just coming so quickly and it, there was it, just no... Both. Yeah, it was yeah. coming a lot yeah. faster. And, and then just we, financially. Yeah, and it felt like a uh, uh, fall wedding was going to be like financially more, make more sense for us. I, I think I did, uh, first our, our minds both went to we wanted it to be warm. Yeah. And uh, if it could have been on a beach or something and we could have had like bright like Miami colors, like, you know that you see it all the time but i don't care how pinterest it was I like trending i really like that like peachy color with like that minty color that you see a lot um yeah. So, you know, we had some ideas, but... Dolphins colors and... <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like... so happy. I mean, in a way, those are kind of like... 
you know, yeah, formal yeah. dolphins colors, if you will, because yeah. there's like a tealish. But yeah, yeah but it's okay that didn't work out because we we love what what we ended up doing. Absolutely, and I think I think a lot of it really came together within the last like couple months before the wedding. Um, yeah. So we we had a lot of thoughts and ideas, but I think you know things really started to fall into place. You know, about two three months before. How did you guys end up, like, creating a budget? Did you have a budget going in and knowing what you wanted? Um, or <laughs> did you did you create a budget while you went? Or... Yeah. So we... Yeah. We, we kind of... We, we had an idea of what we were comfortable spending. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah. think somebody gave me, gave me one of the best advice I thought that kind of helped us kind of... Um, prioritize right so i think becca and i agreed that we really wanted everybody to have good food and have a good time yeah so what that meant was that we prioritized our catering we wanted to make sure that we had plenty of booze and we wanted to have a good dj right um and then what that also meant was that there's other things like flowers that kind of took a back seat right we didn't spend a lot of money we didn't spend any money on flowers no um we kind of did a lot of like crafts and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so whereas i you know our venue also wasn't like i mean i thought it was a really fun venue but it wasn't like the most expensive venue yeah it's not a traditional wedding and so i feel like some people probably would have spent more more of their budget on like having the perfect venue Mm -hmm. having the flowers having all the decorations and stuff like that we cut costs with like you know not having chinas and stuff because we really just wanted to focus on having good food Good music and plenty of alcohol. Becca's laughing at the word Chinas. I am. No charger plates at this wedding. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's um, that's a good point. I mean, we knew what we didn't want to spend over. Yeah. And we, I think we did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just, we DIY'd as much as we could. And thankfully, I just... We have a good support system and a lot of people that helped us out. <laughs> we definitely benefited from having, uh, you know, people that were close to us that are also essentially would be vendors, right? So yeah. we, we had help with videography and photography. Oh, you know, like you guys. Yeah. Right. Our, you, you're, you're allowed to say that it was us. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, <laughs> you, he's like competing around the let's, Yeah, let's be real serious. I don't know if we signed a non-disclosure agreement no, or something. Um, you know, my sister catered for us. My brother-in-law he was our uh bartender and mixed all our drinks and and stuff like that so we figured out ways to cut corners and still prioritize the things that we really wanted to have in the wedding so we don't feel like we we left anything out we still got our you know our perfect wedding yeah so i know that this is a problem that quite a few of our couples encounter and I know Russell has probably the largest family that's mm-hmm. ever been <laughs> recorded. Um, how how did you come to? Well, let's first start. How did you come to narrowing down your guest list? You're very funny to say narrowing down as if we we did that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to the to that yeah. other parts, but. I mean, obviously, you you guys came yeah. up with a guest list. Yes. Yeah, so I I had all the all the Excel sheets and all the things um, uh, that I was trying to keep track of, and we definitely had 
uh, numbers in place of what we feel comfortable having. And then um, it didn't really end up being that, but um, we tried to keep it under control and a little bit (laughs) smaller. Um, But then sometimes, sometimes people just show up or bring a lot of extras or... What Becca's you know. <laughs> referring to is what we were going to talk about on my next sheet, uh, the drama of Russell's yeah. family oh inviting themselves. Yes. And we're not talking like one or two people no. inviting no. themselves. We're talking tables of people. Correct. Whole tables. <laughs> well, we, I think the tricky part with that is that I think when it came to our friends, I think Becca and I had enough like mutual friends that like that process was a little easier. There was really not. Um, we had a lot of very similar friends, so we got that out of the out of the park. Becca's family was pretty easy to figure out as well. But when it came to my family, like in specifically like traditional Haitian weddings, um, the wedding is has nothing has little to do with the people that are actually getting married versus <laughs> like it being a basically a social event for everybody else like a family gathering exactly thing. and yes. it's 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 political sometimes it's 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 everything and so um specifically for our wedding we we had to um what we attempted to do is to invite people um out of respect right with potentially the hopes that they would decline right they wouldn't travel from haiti they wouldn't travel from from (laughs) miami Miami, um in canada and georgia (laughs) and indiana um right so it was essentially a destination wedding for most of my family this is true um Right, with the hopes that a lot of them would just understand, hey, by by respect and your connection to our, to our family, um, we want to invite you. Um, but hoping that most people would decline the invitation, but that's not what happened. And I have, I'm one of, I'm one of eight. My mom is one of nine, and my dad is one of thirteen. Oh my so God. lots of aunts and uncles and cousins. Um, yeah, some, and some of which he doesn't even know about yet. Some of which, you know, we had calls <laughs> early that morning saying, "Hey, I'm boarding a plane on my way to Boston. I'm coming." And so it it was it was very frustrating, honestly, to figure that out. But because my sister was the caterer, um, I think she's also just used to very traditional weddings. Um, and how that happens and how it's about everybody else. And so I think she prepared for that um, in some ways. Because that would have been the toughest part is to yeah. not have enough food. Run out of food. Or right, for things. people. I mean, um, so luckily that didn't happen. Um, but it, it was it was extremely frustrating. And leading up to to the wedding date, it felt like we were going to be completely out of, like, blown our budget just because of the extra people, but mm-hmm. we, we figured it out somehow. <laughs> so, Russell, you sound like you were a little bit stressed with the idea of family just showing up um, that were not technically invited. Were you stressed, Becca, or were you just like, I was whatever? more stressed. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, think, I, I think it's fair to say I was more stressed because it's less something I'm accustomed to. For sure. Um, it's not like, <laughs> that's, that's just not really something that, that would happen at just an American wedding. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm just very much like an etiquette person and just in... I just wouldn't expect that to happen, but I knew ahead of time this was going to happen. So it's not like I was like, you know, well, the thing is visibly upset, but I was just like, wow, okay, this is a lot. 
<laughs> but in, in terms of etiquette, like from their perspective, they weren't doing anything that wasn't right. Like if this wedding was happening in Miami or in Haiti, like there would have been way more of that. Oh my. <laughs> it would have been even more out of control because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, Antoine's are having a wedding. Therefore, I'm invited because I knew one of them. 10 years ago. Um, oh my God. And so that's, that's kind of how that works. And so people will just, they'll just come and you just prepare for that. And that's just, it's a big party. You know, it's, you know, specifically in Haiti, it's, it's a whole party for the neighborhood, for the town. So, but you guys had a very unique themed wedding. Mm-hmm. How did that come to conclusion? I'll take this one. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I love the fashion of the 20s. I think it is uh, one of the coolest uh, decades as far as just the glam of of everything. And it is just so dramatic. And I just felt, well, you know what? If we're going to go formal and, you know, we were really about Downton Abbey at the time. uh, (laughs) We're like, you know, if we're going to go formal, let's go pretty formal. You know, we don't have to, like, make our guests wear it, but if they want to dress up and have fun with that theme as well, that'd be really cool. But at least we wanted our ourselves and our wedding party to have that look so we could have those pictures forever. Yeah. And I'm really happy with how it came out. I think a good number of people embraced oh, yeah. the yeah. theme, too, yeah. which is really cool. Very surprising. I loved yeah. it. And what Becca's not saying is that she loves dressing up she loves theme parties so the fact that our wedding we had a theme and we were dressing up for the wedding i was just kind of like you know just waiting for the like just kind of hanging on on the roller coaster because i knew it was going to be something crazy and so he means he means unique and wonderful sure Um, (laughs) so i knew we were going to have some sort of theme it was going to be you know because i had never thought about a 1920s wedding i've actually never been to a theme wedding Mm -hmm. and we messed around with a couple Mm -hmm. of different themes before because we had a whole like we were looking at like uh the mystic aquarium as like because becca loves the aquarium and all that yeah um and we were looking at kind of doing like a under the sea type um themed situation and that didn't work out but yeah, at that venue, even though obviously it's an aquarium and that's amazing, it just, it felt like a field trip. Yeah. Uh, it didn't, even when they showed us the pictures of what it could look into, I'm like, no, but I don't like it, especially for how much we're paying for it. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, people can go to the aquarium on their own and we'll have our <laughs> wedding and that's, that's the story. <laughs> separately your, although your dress would have worked for under the theme i do well, agree actually. yeah it, it had perfect. a little mermaid status yes. <laughs> yeah yes. um let's talk about the dress for a second okay um Love the dress <laughs> <laughs> because we need to find a way for you to put that on again um well i think this is one thing that i see maybe not so many of my couples have have had a problem with it that I've noticed, but being in a lot of the Facebook groups and things online, I see a lot of girls that get their dress and then months go by and then they go for whatever reason, try on more dresses and then they don't like their original dress. And I feel like it's a whole big problem. Yeah, that sounds and then exhausting. I, yeah. Well, I, and I know when we went to do your dress, you tried on a whole bunch of traditional ones. Mm-hmm. You looked great in every single one of them. But I hated them. But you were not Becca in any any one of them. And then mm-hmm. basically I forced you to try on this yeah. purpley pink true two-piece yeah. at the end of your thing. 
Which I, I can't thank you enough because I the second we went into that bridal shop, I saw it immediately and I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I didn't even think that that would be something I would wear, even though I wanted to. In I my think, heart, I, I was like, you're... oh, that dress, that's the one I like. But then I was holding this pile of like 10 lacy dresses that sparkly white. Yeah. Like I definitely hated, but I was like, well, let me just try these on. <laughs> and and it was but it was visibly obvious i i have not gone dress shopping with a lot of people mm-hmm. yes i've watched 10 hours of say yes to the dress I mean, who it hasn't? So, wait, wait new york or atlanta this is really important i think it's whatever's on okay. honestly it's, it's either or they're both good um so i know the whole like you'll know when you try it on thing mm-hmm. so when i was actually there and it was like damn becca looks good in that white dress but you were just like not happy in any of those dresses and then when you did put your two-piece on Mm -hmm. it was like she was so happy and you could just see it completely change her whole personality so I think that's like the number one thing I always tell any of my brides like you'll it's so stupid but you'll know when you know like yeah no I definitely knew I think I was like shouting from my dressing room before I even showed you guys I was like no this is it yes I was like this is the one forgot the other ones um and also yeah I tried on those other ones and I think the only ones I tried on even though the ones they had there were white but I tried those ones on because they did come in other colors because I knew I didn't want white it's just I'm I'm pale enough I just don't need that it doesn't work for me um also I don't wear white in everyday life so it didn't make sense that the most expensive formal dress I'd ever wear would be a color I never wear it just never made sense to me so uh yeah that really worked out I think that's good advice, though, to, like, stick to what you want to wear. Yeah. If you're not a traditional white gown person, then don't Seriously, wear a traditional white gown. Don't wear do it. Wear you want to wear. And if I can get away with wearing a two-piece bedazzled blush pink uh, outfit in a, uh American and Haitian mixed wedding and no one said boo to me about it you can do it too yeah Yeah. you know I was just I was confident about it and even if people didn't like it they didn't they didn't dare come up and talk to me about it so I don't know about it I'm just gonna pretend everyone loved it it technically (laughs) wasn't a wedding dress so you saved money correct I saved so much money guys (laughs) so this was actually considered a prom dress uh and because of that it was it was like three hundred dollars yeah and then I had to spend, you know, I, I don't remember how much on tailoring and then, um, but it wasn't that much. And so all day it was under 500. Yeah. Which is unheard of. Pretty much unheard and of. Unheard of. Unheard of. So while we're on the dress, I know the dress completely stunned Russell <laughs> because this was, will go down in history as one of the greatest first looks <laughs> ever. Russell could not <laughs> contain his giddiness yeah. when... Mm-mm. When they saw each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I know also I kind of pushed you guys into the first look. Mm-hmm. Are you still happy I pushed you into the first look? Or what are you... Absolutely. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I I, I love that idea. Um, I, I think that I would have... My reaction would have maybe been a little bit different had I been, you know, in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just kind of like my true authentic, like, reaction... Um, part of that is because I, I I didn't I was expecting a white traditional <laughs> you know and just 
not only it was so different and she looked so beautiful in it and just like every, like it just I felt like everything had come together you know um at that point and so um so I, having done it that way I just it was it felt so much more intimate um I you know and I just thought that she looked so beautiful in that moment um whereas I was so nervous about everything else that was going on when I was standing in front of waiting for Becca to come out that I think that I would have probably reacted a little bit different yeah yeah, it was a very mm-hmm. authentic moment for sure. It was. It's Russell. like one of my favorite pictures. Yeah, it's one of the greatest pictures. <laughs> of him ever. So kind of a more serious thing that I kind of wanted to touch about um, is that obviously Beck and Russell are an interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Did you guys mm-hmm. like have any concerns going into picking out vendors or anything like that or is that any thought that you, that you had given it? Because I know that we do have some, you know, gay and lesbian couples who put mm-hmm. thought into their vendors mm-hmm. and things like that. I think with the DJ, that became a little bit more because with our, most of our vendors were you all. Yeah. <laughs> so so, that really so we, made, weren't, we weren't that worried. So it, it, you know, but I think the DJ, which I think, Evan, you made the recommendation for the DJ. Um, yeah, yeah, that was- that, I think it was. I had rec- forgotten that. Yeah, yeah it was did. your recommendation. Um, he actually he was Haitian as well, and so I think Becca, like, I mean, she can talk a little bit about. I, th- I think we had like music that we wanted to be played, music that we didn't want to play, and I think that um, having a DJ that was going to be able to understand some of the dynamics of the crowd, right? Some people were going to want to dance to certain things, and people, you know, and being able to balance that. Um, we we thought that was really important to have somebody to mm-hmm. do that. And I thought he did a pretty good job of that. But I think that there was some I, I think there was some <laughs> some music on Becca's don't playlist that ended up being played. Like you sitting, mean Becca's he played my shake, entire do not playlist? <laughs> <laughs> I told him I was like, I want no line dances unless it's the wobble, that's the only one I'll allow. And if you do play it, please don't play the whole five minute song because I will be very upset. It's way too long. You're going to kill the mood. <laughs> and then what did he do? He opened the dance floor with the Macarena. And then I wanted to. <laughs> I can't tell you what I want to do. <laughs> um, but I was just like, did you read my email? This is the one thing I requested. It, it, and it, I hate this song. And in fairness to Becca is that she did put a lot of thought and effort into the playlist. Like she put time into it. Mm-hmm. And so I think from that perspective, like we, because we were paying for the service, that should have been kind of like yeah. respected because she put some time into it. I did not. I was like, just play these. I'm good. You know, yeah, but I yeah. think she, you know, she had her don't list and he probably should have followed that. I mean, like when you back then I was still working as a dance instructor. So there's certain songs you hear literally hundreds of times and you never want to hear them ever again. And so, yeah, does that make me a, a, uh, is that a particular situation? Is that everybody? No, but you have to listen to what your client is telling you. Cause I'm not going to recommend that DJ. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, but anyway, but to go back to your original question, um, considering a lot of the most important vendors were you guys, we weren't as concerned. It wasn't as big of an issue. Um, but also the venue I ended up working with was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, there was people of like every walk of life that mm-hmm. were working there or being helped from them. Um, so it, it, it didn't seem like to be an issue at all. Right. Is and, it, is it an issue that you guys do think about? Like if we weren't your vendors, would you have had to 
to think about the fact that you're an interracial couple and you're going to hire photographers and videographers and is it something that you do have to think about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think it's something that specifically living in New England, um, it's. It, I, I mean, I don't know how much it is on Becca's mind, but it's constantly on my mind who we interact yeah. with, where do we go, even like even what mechanic I go to, you know, those types of things. Um, it, you know, I'm constantly um, aware of, mm-hmm. um, and specifically being in an interracial couple, I think that sometimes is a heightened becomes a heightened sense of. Um, curiosity for some people That's true. Um, and sometimes it, 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 it attracts even more attention even if I was just by myself and so um, I think that was definitely something that um, you know I wanted to we wanted to be mindful of yeah um, yeah we talked a lot about the venue so far but uh, how about we talk about UTech a little bit and what it is mm. for oh. anybody who's car- yes. curious okay UTech um I, I forget what the actual um, acronym is for, so we could fact check that. But it's in Lowell, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I might butcher their mission here, but I think what they're trying to do is help um, court-involved individuals um, build a skill set and get back into the workforce um, through their programming. And because... Um, they have like a, a partially like half <laughs> half industrial side of the building, and then uh, half of it is an old church that they've kept and uh, kept up. And because of that, they get to have um, conferences and weddings and other venues. Whoever wants to rent out the area, and then um, the people that are involved in these programs get the opportunity to be customer facing and work hand in hand with those events and be different have different opportunities to be involved with different areas of what it takes to plan an event or put together an event. And they have their own catering there as well. Uh, I think they also don't call me on this. I think they had woodworking as well. Um, no, they do because we have a, a cutting board from UTech. They could build an arbor too. They could have built an arbor. <laughs> yeah. I bet if we asked them ahead of time, they yeah. would have done it. Like we didn't want to do a traditional, traditional like country club or something like that or like yeah. at a hotel it wasn't anything us. like that so what we really liked about the utech as well is that the money that we spent you know we well we spent almost little to no money yeah, on the venue very little. It was very so little. they really just charged us for operating costs and then whatever that they made on top of that went back to support that program yes and so we felt like at least if we were going to spend money um on a venue um, then we might as well do that and also feel like we're giving back as well um, yeah, with that program. and help the community instead of helping Another a group. hotel or yeah. a country club. Right. You guys did a first look, and one of the most common reasons that I talk to my couples about doing a first look is so that they make it to their cocktail hour because they're spending money on cocktail hour. You want to enjoy it. <laughs> However, because <laughs> Russell has a trillion family members, you guys did not make it to cocktail hour. No, no we didn't. didn't even see what it looked like. Um, I like Do, forget it happened yeah. to be honest because I didn't I, experience I did it, too. but I heard it was great. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. I, I've only heard good things. <laughs> do you do you maybe regret that you maybe didn't say no to to some people for photos so that you could like enjoy the moment because there are those giant group photos that you know you're yeah. probably not ever doing anything um, with those giant. Group I don't photos, regret but. anything. I think maybe we just needed to like designate some people to like just grab us 
a ton of food. Yeah. Um, at one point, accidentally, someone did go and get us some food, which was so nice. Um, but then they put it on a table nearby, and then someone else ate it. <laughs> um, well, you know, you know, there was like uh, over a hundred people like waiting around to take a picture, picture and they're like, "Oh, yes. food." Yeah. So you know, I don't blame anybody for that. Um, but we didn't get to really experience uh, of that. Um, and I would have liked more drinks set aside just for us. I didn't get to drink like really at all. You guys waited a few months to take your honeymoon, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is kind of a common thing I see, but we also see a lot of couples that are taking off the next day mm-hmm. or the night of, or the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even the night of. You have to deal with that tomorrow thing. Yeah. No. That's true. That Was there true. a reason you guys waited? Do you think if you could have done it differently, would you have taken off a couple days or the day after? Oh, definitely taken a couple of days, but to go right to the honeymoon, I don't. I think I like the fact that we waited, yeah. figured it out. Part because part of that we were still planning on where we were gonna go and, and figure. I, I I'm so more. Oh yeah, it's a, if I had to think about being gone, like for another because we were gone for ten days. Yeah. After that, like I. Uh, it would have taken me like at least three days in Jamaica of like decompressing before like I could start enjoying, the, <laughs> enjoying our vacation. Yeah. I think it was just the planning for the wedding and all the people coming and everything was enough on our plate. So we were like, we really don't want to take that on. Yeah. Um, so even if we could go back and do it differently, I, I think the same exact situation would arise. Yeah. And I think uh, we would want to wait. Yeah. Um, so I like the way we did it. Mm-hmm. Plus you got to wait for the checks to cash. Too. Yeah, being... <laughs> yes. <laughs> we also, Mike brings up a broke. great point. <laughs> yeah. It's like when those gifts start rolling. Right. Like, and also, um, yeah, yeah it, part of ha- traditional Haitian weddings is that we don't do the whole gift part. Again, the wedding is about everybody else. Correct. So we, we didn't make back as much as we wanted to. No. <laughs> you know, we don't do... We did have awesome little guest favors, though. Yeah, that yeah. delicious oh, little yes. cremas. Oh, that was. Oh, those were so, <laughs> so good. I like took four of them. Yeah. yeah, Russell, how about you tell everybody what that is? So, so cremas is like a traditional like Haitian um, coconut um, cream without mixed with alcohol drink that we do. We typically drink it like during the holidays like christmas time like everybody makes cremas and we all share with you know my grandma will make some my aunt will make some and then we all kind of share each other's cremas um is everyone's like it tastes a little different everybody has a little Mm -hmm. bit of a different recipe um different spices right and so but we also use it for celebration so Almost, like whether you we gave it out as a favor or if it was available to be drank, like Haitian weddings will always have cremas at them. It was yeah. so. And um, was it your mother that? Yeah, my mom got that together. Yeah, she, she didn't make it, but she got it from somebody that did. Yeah. And then I think it's shout out to Mudin who bottled it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So it was also figuring out. Which was a big undertaking. Yeah, Yeah. the bottles. Those bottles were little and uh, she did a good job. Yeah. If you could give one do advice Mm -hmm. to couples and one don't advice to couples, what would you give? You know, when you're looking at a wedding on average, you hear like crazy numbers. And I don't think we fought, we fell anywhere close to some of those numbers, but I felt Mm -hmm. like we still, we still had everything we wanted. Um, but we figured out the corners that we needed to cut in order to still be able to get everything we, we wanted. And so, um, I felt like there was a lot of, one of the reasons maybe why, you know, 
Um, it might have even taken me so long to even propose is because I wanted to make sure that I, we had enough money mm-hmm. to actually have a wedding. But then looking back at it, like we we were, you know, I would say that our budget was um, pretty frugal compared to other people. <laughs> no, it definitely was. <laughs> you know, but we still we still felt like I, I don't have any regrets from that day. And so I don't I think there's a lot of pressure to. Um, spend a ton of money on and we've been to weddings where it was absolutely beautiful right fancy foods fancy venue but nobody had a good time mm-hmm. people were like they, they left really early they left early and nobody had fun like and, they waited till the cake was cut and they're like bye right whereas we were like y'all need to go like you know they're you, you don't gotta go home but like y'all need to <laughs> get up out of here you gotta leave. um and i felt like that's what we wanted and we did that yeah. we, we were balling on a budget <clears throat> And I think, you know, it's it's still, so that would be like my, you know, um, and then my dog would be like, don't blow your budget. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's really good. Okay. Um, my do is have whatever kind of ceremony you actually want. So whether that is a five-minute ceremony or whether it's uh, not in front of people at all or whether it's what we did, which is kind of traditional to appease different sides of the family, um, mixed in with our own elements. Um, so like we had, um, his sister did a praise dance for us, which I was completely, uh, hysterically bawling through. I, think, I honestly, I think everybody was, it was oh, just yeah. like so emotional I, uh, and amazing. I have no idea what other f- people's faces look like because my eyes were blurry, but, uh, <laughs> all I know is how I felt. Um, and then, um, I was very lucky to have, um, um, Caleb spoke, um, mm-hmm. Russell's brother, oldest brother, and my mom got to read a, yep, and I'm saving him for last. Oh. <laughs> my, my mom got to read a really beautiful poem that meant a lot uh, to me. And then last but definitely not least is my brother Evan and um, my one of my longest uh, uh, oldest friends, Sebastian, they graced us with a song, um, that I I wanted from the beginning, but I didn't know that people would be cool with it. And then I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to do what I want. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, people don't usually do Lou Reed at their wedding. It's a little sad sack, but we only sang the happy parts of the song. We only sang the happy parts of the song. So the yeah. other interpretations of the song, you know, those can uh, be, uh, you know, we can put those to the side. I don't know what my don't is. I guess mine is also a, a do and a don't. Do have the ceremony you want. Yeah. <laughs> don't 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 compromise. do it ever. Yeah. yeah, I don't think because yeah, the ceremony too much. Do, okay, here's my don't. Um, don't get caught up in all the other stuff because the ceremony is actually when you're getting married, and that's that's what you're there for. So yes, a, the party's cool, um, and things can get stressful and crazy, but at the end of the day, it actually is a party. Um, so don't forget you are getting married and that's the most important part of the actual day. Um, so you should at least have that go exactly the way you want it to. And I don't think you should compromise on that. Anything else from you guys? Can we get, do we get to ask you all a question? (laughs) What is your question, Russell? Well, (laughs) so you all, you know, um, you, you all obviously do this for a living and you've, you know, work with a lot of different couples and venues. Um, were there any particular challenges about our wedding and general venue, working with us and everything that you felt like you had to overcome because we felt like you all kind of made everything happen you and really it was great. You really made everything happen. And so not really understanding what challenges you had to go through, 
Um, Besides his giant family. I mean, I think that every (laughs) every wedding holds challenges and we just are adapting as we go Mm. when when we come across a challenge. There's not much that we're not prepared for. That's Mm -hmm. why we try to meet and talk about everything in Mm. so much detail so that we know any there's no surprises so that we are prepared for everything um the cold was challenging on your wedding day i will say that the cold is the number one challenge the cold which people don't realize the cold affects the cameras too to to instantly draining batteries um to you know misfiring or Mm. not you know focusing because it's so cold um so that's always something that we do have to to overcome um not not really anything else i think for your wedding honestly mm-hmm. and i mean lighting is always a mm. tricky thing That's when it true. comes to really any kind yeah. of and fall days too you never really know if you're going to get a bright day or a dark day or, or rain yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um I mean, the size of the family was challenging. Yes, but... I, I do. And I do bring Russell's family up in conversation with a lot of our couples, actually. <laughs> They've made an impression. Uh, Russell's family... Case study. Yeah, <laughs> is my go-to. Um, because I do find that family is the most stressful part of the day. Mm-hmm. Usually for me, but also usually for the couples. Because you guys want to appease mm-hmm. these family members. And you want these photos with them so that they're happy but then yet uncle bob's off at cocktail hour getting five cocktails and i need him for photos right right here also in this case yeah it was aunt elisa missed all the photos she did i'm so sad about that (laughs) and and so that you know i feel like there's there's only so many of us we also don't know all the family members so i can't be having people run around just screaming elisa like at your cocktail hour (laughs) trying to find people so you know i think that family is always a challenge and so that's something that we talk about in detail with our with a lot of couples is you know whether it's making a shot list so i can just scream out people's names essentially Mm -hmm. um or making sure that that family has a designated area to go to so that we're not standing there waiting for uncle bob you know Mm -hmm. who's who's at the cocktail hour already hammered (laughs) 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 trying to get him in photos um, so for photo aspect, I didn't, I didn't have anything extremely challenging on your no. wedding. Besides us being outside. And besides the freezing. Negative freezing. degrees. I don't negative. know what, I don't know how. It was negative. It had to have been. It was like eight or nine degrees. Oh. But, but, was, but it was with the wind. wind. There yeah. was wind. Yeah. Yes. I really shouldn't be complaining. I had a jacket on. And no, everything. you shouldn't. But. Yeah. We had <laughs> coat, coat and tails. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have your midriff showing. Yes. So, Yes. <laughs> And Mark and Val did a great job with your highlight video, too, that oh, they made God. you guys. Heck yes. You did a really good job. So. so good. I still get chills watching that video. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so no regrets on having video is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. no. Do the video. <laughs> just want to hammer that point. Do the video. Let's make this really clear. Capture yeah. the speeches. You need photo, but you need video yes. in your life. Capture the dance, the, the, the speeches, the, yes. the we dancing. We needed coverage for our dance. Like, you really don't know how much of a good time like you want everybody to have a good time but you really can't see that or know that and like looking back at some of the videos like you could see everybody dancing Mm -hmm. it it told me a lot more than you know the actual day of the wedding it really does say a lot um just again for like how everybody came together because even now even though it's been like three years every time we see people they're like no but really your wedding was really fun 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's all we wanted. Yeah. yeah. And then even people that have only seen your photos or videos online, because maybe we're, we just don't know them like that, so they weren't there. Um, but even then, they're like, whoa, this looks gorgeous. Right. What was your theme? What was going on here? Because this looks like it was really fun, and they have FOMO. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. Right. You did miss out. You should. <laughs> Thank you for coming by today. Yes. Thank you You're for welcome. doing this, being our first inaugural podcast Manifest. couple. Inaugural. Oh. Inaugural. Is I saying it right or wrong? I mean, that's like once a year. Oh. Mike said the word inaugural in a text message. Well, inaugural no, means like the first. Me. It just means like the first. Right. Thing. The so it first. means the first. So this is our first podcast. Right. I'm not using big words anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah. And thank thanks you. Thanks for having us uh, reminisce a little bit. And, yeah. Um, and thank you again for capturing day. our wedding. Yeah. Yes. Of course. <laughs> let's do it again sometime, guys. Let's, <laughs> sure. let's go to Haiti and have a whole. Yeah. Well, we're, you know, I promised my parents we'd yeah, do Yeah. Let's, let's do it. The 10 year anniversary. Yeah. I hope they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for doing this with us. So you're welcome. Very happy. Every week we'll be doing a pro tip. This week's pro tip will be sponsored by Handyman Charlie. Don't hire any old tool. Hire Charlie. This episode's pro tip. 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 Take your tip. From us, just the pro tip. Ladies, bouquets are perfect to store your nips of fireball. I love you. So that concludes episode one of our podcast. Yay! Yay! We did it. Yes. Next episode, we'll talk about coronavirus and how it affects the wedding industry specifically uh vendors in our couples who are all dealing with this and everything else in life that it fucking affects yes (laughs) so stay tuned outro music